Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm really excited to have my guest this week. Her name is Jessica Chinye Lu, and she's also known as the Sponsorship Lady. So thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Nicole. Oh my God, got my glass of bubbly and I'm ready. Yay, I know. Yeah, it's like the perfect, you know, mid-afternoon, like mid-week afternoon drink to chat. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just uh, looking at your website. It showed that you were featured in Cosmopolitan, BuzzFeed, ABC News, all that cool stuff. Yes, yes. So it's crazy because I had some features in the past where they focused not so much on like the impact that I was making, but my husband and I, we went viral. And it was really because during our engagement session, my wig fell off. So I had all of these people hitting me up like BuzzFeed, Daily Mail UK and Cosmopolitan and got all of these media platforms that just really wanted to talk about like that moment and then focus a little bit on business. But it was so exciting. And now I'm starting to get people that hit me up like, "Ooh, can you talk to us about how you're impacting the life of entrepreneurs and teaching them to get sponsorships? So I'm like, I wish you would have talked more to me about that then, you know? Right. Right. Totally. That's crazy. Um, But that's awesome. You know, it's a way to, I guess, get some more, you know, brand awareness and then talk about the important things, you know? Of course, of course, you know, no media is bad media. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's the other thing. I I can't wait to kind of dive in because I, I honestly never thought of sponsorship in the way that you talk about it on your website and like how, you know, it's kind of like, Everyday people can get sponsorships, so I just can't wait to hear more about that. Um, But before we dive into that, like, how did you get started in this? And, you know, was this something that you always kind of did or, you know, all about your journey? Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a great question. So... I got started in this industry, believe it or not, in college. So I was a club promoter. A good friend of mine was like, hey, I'd love for you to help me plan my Nigerian Independence Day party. Did that. People just really hooked onto it and started asking me to help promote their parties and their major like events for African artists. And that's where I really got into the world of sponsorships. But I'll be honest, that was my first time diving into the world of entrepreneurship and I had no idea what the heck I was doing. And so then after just realizing like, I don't know what I'm doing, I decided to become a wedding planner. And I will say I absolutely hate wedding planning. And then I got into corporate meeting planning. And that's when really my mindset began to shift about sponsorship. So um, just think about someone being a meeting manager for a meeting space or a hotel chain that had over 400,000 square feet of meeting space. And you get to connect with all of these meeting planners that are planning multi-million dollar 
conferences and events, and they're also bringing in major sponsors. And so I would literally just connect and, and network with these meeting planners, and they would share so much insight about the process. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that, oh my gosh, I love my job and the people that I'm connecting with, but man, planning events can be so stressful. So I decided to completely step away from that and eventually decided to host my own conferences through my nonprofit organization, Woman of Purpose. And that's where the game really changed. Um, I took all of that knowledge that I learned, you know, as a meeting planner, doing sales for a multi-million dollar nonprofit, and also the club promoting days, combined all of that knowledge and ended up getting my own conference sponsored over six figures. And then once I took a pause from doing that conference, people started asking me, hey, you know, can you teach me how to do this? And I was going on lunches and and tea dates and coffee dates and all that. And my husband said, babe, you got to start charging people for this. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got into this world of teaching people how to secure brand partnerships, corporate sponsorships, um, and started my business, The Sponsorship Lady. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is so awesome. I, I love that you went through like the journey of the different kind of the various, you know, different ways, but then they all kind of tied together in what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, your past really has a lot to do with your future. And mm-hmm. I, all the dots like really connect and make sense. I had no idea why in the world I was, you know, club promoting then or being a wedding planner back in the day. But all of that knowledge and and everything that I learned and those skills, they're all helping me run my business so well today. So don't discount your past, your past and those skills, going to school and all all that great stuff. Trust me, it's helping you in your business now. It really is. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that. Um, And when you say like sponsorships, and I know like what, like what can people use sponsorships for? Like, is it only events or could you do other things with it? Yeah, that's a great question. So when you think about sponsorships, there are different types of sponsorships. So when automatically when people go to my site and and most times, most of my clients, they're hitting me up because they're looking to get sponsorships for their events. But there's also opportunity to get sponsorships through like your podcast. There's also sponsorships through influencer marketing. There's digital marketing sponsorships. There's cause marketing sponsorships. There's social impact sponsorships. There's so many different sports marketing sponsorships. Mm -hmm. There's so many different types of sponsorships out there, which is why I tell people all the time, trust me, if you have a really good idea or some type of program or something unique, there is a way for you to get it sponsored or partnered with a brand to make it happen. So that way you don't have to use funds out of your own pocket. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I downloaded your uh, freebie because I, you know, recently started thinking about maybe a sponsorship for the podcast, which I've never really dove into that. Like I always hear people talk, like hear people talk about it, but I was like, well, I want to like get it going for a while before I even think of that. So I'm excited to dive into that. Oh girl. Yes. Dive into it for sure. Awesome. And do you, you help people with all of those kind of various. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I have 
three different ways in which I love serving people. One is through my group coaching program called Sponsored and Secured. And it's an eight-week program where I literally take you through the entire process of securing sponsors. The first four weeks, it focuses on really building that solid foundation. Because I think a lot of times uh, people make some mistakes when they go in trying to secure sponsorships. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see is they really don't do enough research. They don't have their assets together. They're, I like to call them reputation assets. And then also they haven't really done enough research on the brands that truly align with their target audience. And so when you think about those things, if you don't have them together, you don't have those reputation assets together. It's like, well, you're likely not going to get the best response from potential sponsors. So that's the first four weeks. The the second half of the course is where we're focusing on your pitch strategy, customizing your pitches and actually doing outreach. So that's my eight week coaching program. Then I have like a VIP day that I do. And this is for those busy CEOs that are like, I really want to learn how to do this. I want to train my team how to do this. So we spend an entire day together and build out your entire sponsorship sales process. And I'm there building it out with you, me and my team, and we're doing our thing. And it's awesome. So we got that day together and then you are good to go. And people stay in connection with me for like three months after we have that day together. Then there's my agency, which is the done for you process. And man, it's been so awesome because we have really achieved some incredible results for our clients. Um, We've done so well that I don't even really market this anymore. Um, I just, it's all like word of mouth referrals and we have this extremely long waiting list. So um, that's the way people can work with me and how I serve people um, through my company. It's so much fun. I'm always sharing lots of tips on my Instagram page. But I love what I do. And I just love, especially helping women understand how they can get paid with their worth from these brands. Yes. Oh, I love that. I will make sure to put your website and your Instagram in the notes and everything. Because, yeah, you do share so much helpful stuff. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Yay. I I love all of that. Because I think... um, even like when I was, like I said, looking at your website and when we were getting ready for the podcast, I'm like, I don't, I mean, I need to hear sponsorship, but I don't know that a lot of people quite understand how we can even get started or how we could use it in our business. Or it's like, oh, that doesn't apply to my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let me tell you, you know, a lot of times people think I got to have a lot of followers in order to get sponsored. Right. But I want to tell you something that really helps. So you can have a thousand followers on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, Facebook. And let me tell you, some of my students inside of Sponsored and Secured, um, some of them only have a thousand followers, but they've done incredible partnerships where some of them have gotten four figures, high four figure sponsorships or five figure sponsorships with brands. But it's because they used affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing, which is another form of partnership with brands. If you can take that data from your affiliate marketing partnership and present it to a brand and say, look at how well I have done in your affiliate marketing program. And let's just say if we do a part, if you do a partnership with me, we can take this even higher. We can do even more and achieve greater results. They're going to be more likely to work with you because you're already connected and plugged into that brand. So really take advantage of those affiliate programs that brands have, you know, 
And as, as entrepreneurs and, and, you know, Nicole, for you as a podcaster, there's so many things that you can do. I'm sure there's so many different resources or uh, tools that you use that you share with your audience. Mm-hmm. And you probably already have affiliate programs and could be pitching this to different brands. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I don't, I'm not a part of any, I mean, as a marketer, I know better, but I just haven't, like, I haven't done all that. Cause I don't know too, if maybe I'm like, oh, I don't have the time to maybe start researching like, but I don't know, but I'm taking tons of notes as we talk. <laughs> 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 I love that. Um, cause yeah, I think sometimes too, maybe people hear affiliate marketing and it's like almost like a negative connotation, but I think it's amazing. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to like endorse something that you, you know, if you align with that brand and you love what they're doing, why not? You know? Oh man, you girl, I know some people who are making more money than people make in their full-time jobs as affiliate marketers. Um, I have a student that is making probably about $15,000 per month from bench accounting, just from sharing this on her YouTube channel. So, um, like I said, don't knock affiliate marketing. There yeah. are some affiliate programs out there that have great benefits, great commissions. And, and you know, it's worth it. I'm, I've even partnered with other creatives and, and other entrepreneurs to sell their programs to my audience. And mm-hmm. that works so well. It really, it really does. So don't, again, Data is everything when you're really looking to secure sponsors. And I encourage um, my students to really, really think about unique ways to get data and see how they convert. Um, That's huge. It really is huge. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. Um, And that just made me think of something. So if somebody's like listening to this and they're like, okay, I want to kind of maybe start thinking about this, or maybe this will work for my business. Like at number one, they should talk to you first to go to your website. Um, but like number two, like what would that tip be for them to like get started? You know, like, would it be to like research brands or just think about what they would want or something like that? Yeah, you actually are right on it, Nicole. The first thing that I would recommend if you're looking to get started is Take a look at everything that you have to offer. Everything, every single idea that you're thinking of putting together or presenting to a brand. Do you talk about this in your Instagram feed, on your website, on LinkedIn? Whenever this brand receives your pitch, are they? is it going to all match up? Because I'll tell you, I get people who come to me and they tell me these things that they do and they have these big visions and I go to their website and I said, well, You've shared all of this with me, but how is a sponsor or a corporate partner really supposed to see this side of you? Because it's it's not there. It's not visible. So Mm -hmm. you have to ensure that you attract your ideal clients and you attract your ideal sponsors by what you have on your internet, your internet resume. What does your internet resume say about you? And I think there are too many people out there that focus on getting the dollars but they don't necessarily put a lot loads of effort into ensuring that they have everything that they need in place before they start pitching. So that's the first thing I would say, get all of that in order. The second thing that I would say is 
research a list of brands. So when I talk about research, I usually say 50 to 100 brands should be on your prospect list. This should be a healthy prospect list of anywhere from 50 to 100 companies, and they can be small, medium, and large size businesses. Now, all of these companies, you don't have to research every single one of them right away. I would say for one month, focus on at least 10 to 15 brands. And as you're researching them, you're researching contacts, you're learning more about those best contacts, and you're genuinely engaging with them. So if they make a post on LinkedIn, you're commenting on it. If there's an article that's come out about this brand, you are into it. If there's something on Instagram, you're following them, but you're keeping up with everything that they are doing. You're also finding a way to create general um, or genuine conversations with these brands. And then you go for your pitch. Um, But you want to ensure that when you connect with these brands, the alignment is there because there's no point in reaching out to Coca-Cola or Apple if you if it doesn't align or if they don't even support things like what you're doing. Because it, it just it's a waste of your time and it's also a waste of theirs. So the two things that I would say you need to do before you get started and shoot me your shot. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I think those are, I mean, just like 100%. And I feel like they're pretty simple, like it, pretty easy to implement, but maybe often overlooked. Because I, I do see like sometimes when I work with clients and they're trying to kind of like create these like influencer marketing campaigns, you know, and it's like that it, I see a lot of people jumping in without taking the time to create that relationship Mm -hmm. that you talk about, because like, I mean, we really, we're humans, you know, even though it's on the internet, like we still want to connect before we say like, yes, you know, even if you're like giving something out, you know, like don't just shove it in their face, like really meet that person or brand first. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to understand, like, this is an industry that is all about relationship building and you've got to do it the right way. Uh, Mm -hmm. Focus on making friends first in this industry before you start making big asks. And it's the same, like people send out that first initial pitch email and they're asking for 20, 30, $100,000. And it's like, I don't even know you. Like, why not set up a discovery call first? And that's always my first thing is I'm not focused on the dollar first. Of course, I want the money. I want the partnership. I want a yes, but I also want to make sure that you know who I am. You know my heart. You know my client's heart. And I also know who you are because I could get on a discovery call with a brand and think to myself, oh, heck no. I do not want to work with this brand. Our visions are not in alignment. We This isn't going to be a good fit. Or you may just come across someone that has a really nasty attitude and you'd rather go and find someone else in the company to work with. So Go for discovery calls when you do make that first initial pitch. Ask for a phone call first to see if it's a good fit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So true. Um, and so in running your business and, you know, you've got the courses, the done for you, the all of the amazingness, like, do you have any go-to apps or automation that you guys use? Oh, yeah. So right now I do use Active Campaign for my email automation, um, which is great. I'm also really looking into HoneyBook um, to set up some autom- some additional um, automation in, in my business because I think that's really key. Um, also utilizing Monday. 
So I think Monday is a really good platform to use um, to set up email automation for when you're doing uh, submitting your pitches. Um, there's lots of other tools out there like Streak or HubSpot where you can set up your email automation. I don't recommend Active Campaign for sending out like uh, automatic emails for your sponsorship sales process. Don't recommend that. Um, but yeah, that's currently the tools that we we use. And I think if automation is key in your business and you can be so much more productive if you have automation set up. Yes. I love monday.com. Like I just, I, for a while I used Asana, which is great, but I just feel like Monday takes it like a step further and it's just so intuitive and user-friendly and just organizes everything. <laughs> you know, what's so funny is I actually use Asana and I have been going back and forth on whether or not I want to switch my team over to, um, Monday uh, and, and more beyond just, you know, e- automatic email marketing. And it's because I've, I, I like the idea of drag and drop and mm-hmm. I've heard it is much more user-friendly. And so I'm like wondering, I think it's also less expensive too. Can you confirm that? Um, well, uh, uh, my Monday, I think is like 35 a month or something like that. But, and then I, Asana, my membership is free. So I think Monday costs more, but I guess it depends on what, like how many users you have and different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'll test it out. I've just, I've heard so many great things about it. And just to hear you say, Ooh, girl, yeah, Monday, you know, I'm (laughs) like, this, this might be the confirmation to make the move. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I love it. And it's just, just so easy to, to organize so many different things and I like how they have a calendar view and then like a grid view like it's just easier for me to visualize things when it's Mm -hmm. set up in those different ways oh that's amazing that sounds so good to hear yeah well yeah let me know what you think um sure will I will definitely let you know um and so we've touched a little bit on different marketing things but I'm curious to know like what's your favorite or like your most effective way that you market your business Oh, gosh, that is such a great question, man. So the most effective way for me, there's been two effective ways, honestly, is through word of mouth marketing. Mm -hmm. And I think that just comes through doing providing my clients and my students with excellent service. So I show up all the way, like a thousand percent for my students and my clients. And I do that because I know if I produce results for them, they're going to go and tell someone else about me. Mm-hmm. And that has been amazing. Uh, the second form of marketing is I, although my website is not 100% complete, and we've been working on this for a, a while. Um, people, I get a lot of people who come to me because They searched me, they searched sponsorships on Google and it led them to my website. And um, also just from coming to my website through Instagram. Mm -hmm. And there are two things that I really discovered whenever I came up with my name for my brand. Uh, I have a girlfriend that is a fraud investigator and there are certain tools and resources that they use um, to get people. And she said, hey, Jess, I think the best way that you, the best thing you can do is to do some market research before you settle on a company name. And I'm so happy I did that because I, through her help, the research that we did with all of her knowledge as a fraud investigator, um, there were some specific keyword searches. And so 
the sponsorship lady, I decided on that name because when people go in and search on how to get sponsorships, it's not partnerships that they're looking for. The top search is actually corporate sponsorship or how to get sponsorships. And people are finding me just in that way. And so I would say SEO is huge um, for your business. And I think there are people who spend thousands of dollars on ensuring that, you know, they have SEO set up properly on their websites. Also people that take a lot of time to really think about what their company name should be. So that way when they search on Google, but that type of marketing has really helped. I would say a third thing that has helped is, of course, Instagram marketing or digital marketing. Um, That has been very helpful, but also just understanding what unique hashtags to use in your marketing strategy. So you won't catch me using random hashtags. Um, Also, like on my Instagram page, I put sponsorship strategists. So people find me specifically because I have sponsorship strategists in my bio. Um, And I'm one of the first people that pop up. So I get clients just based off of that. And it's just little things. I know everyone's into like creating reels and doing all that. But let me be honest, I have a family. I don't have time to be creating and (laughs) posting reels every day on Instagram. I don't have time for that. Um, I just have been very strategic about how I advertise my business and um, been very strategic about how people can find me. Yes. Oh, I love that. And, you know, that pays off so well. Like, you know, I I feel like sometimes when I talk to business owners, like they're trying to do about like 10 different things and none of them are really getting them results, but you can really just focus on a few and get amazing results. Like if that's your business, you know? Absolutely. I think, so there's so much information. Like we are in the age of information. It's overwhelming. Like I'm in marketing. It's overwhelming for me. (laughs) Girl. Yes. Let me tell you, it's very overwhelming. And I think many people get caught up in, Ooh, this person is doing this and it's working well for them. So I need to do that. Or this person over here is doing that. So I need to do that. And I, I was caught up in that whole thing for a while, but it was draining. And so I, I made a conscious decision to be very intentional about how I market in the best way. I know how that's producing me results and what also gives me peace. So I'll be the first to tell you, do not overwhelm yourself, especially with the social media overwhelm. If that just isn't your market, people Mm -hmm. will find you. People will find you stick to what works for you. Yes. Amen. Like that. So I love that. And it's funny. I think you're the first person out of like the hundred plus interviews that I've done. That's even mentioned SEO as a, as a way, like what are their marketing tactics? Um, Cause I think it makes people nervous and they're not really sure because there's a lot of help. There can be a lot of elements to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just, I love that you brought that up, that it's just really, you know, just even thinking about those keywords and using them and strategically, and then people will find you. Oh, girl, let me tell you, that's, I was on the phone with someone the other day. Mind you, this woman makes millions of dollars and I love her because um, she came up through Instagram ads or Facebook ads. I saw her pop up on a Facebook ad um, and I was like, oh, I got to connect with her. But I loved her. LinkedIn is also an incredible tool to market on. And that's all she does is LinkedIn outreach. And she's made millions of dollars through LinkedIn outreach. So when I go on her Instagram page, you'll notice like, man, this woman only has like 7,000 followers on Instagram, which is not huge, 
but, and, and she doesn't post often on the platform, but she's making lots of money. And so um, her biggest thing in how she teaches people how to market is, hey, there's a lot of money to be made on LinkedIn. That's actually where I think it was like over 70 something percent of the company decision makers spend their time. So if you're trying to tap into their budgets or get corporate contracts, then you need to be more visible on LinkedIn than you are on Instagram because corporate money is actually even better than consumer money. So let's just, it's way better than consumer money. So you just got to, you got to think bigger, you know, just Mm -hmm. because everyone in the masses is doing it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it. Like be different. You're unique. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. And that's usually when I start with clients, that's where we start. I'm like, you know, who are your people? Where are they hanging out with? What are they struggling with? Cause that's going to point us to where we're going to spend our marketing efforts. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to be, mm-hmm. you know, you're selling RVs. Like you shouldn't be on TikTok. Like your older generation people are on Facebook, you know, like just knowing these different things about who you're trying to reach and help, like just give you so many clues as, and you won't be frustrated. Exactly. Exactly. Girl. I love it. Um, so how do you get out of your comfort zone to help your business grow and just, you know, accomplish the goals that you want to do? Oh man. Oh, getting out of my comfort zone is what's really helped me is having a good circle. Um, if I had a mentor once tell me that Jessica you have a very big vision of where you want to go, but you are not going to get there with the people that you have around you. And that has stuck with me for so long. And everything shifted in my life when I began to change my board of directors. Um, And I always say that like, she's like change your circle. And I called it my board of directors because the old board of directors that I had at the time, they had no, they, I would share things with them and they just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. When I ch- when I changed my board of directors, immediately they started connecting me to people who were having different types of conversations. And when you get in rooms with people or sit at a table with people who know way more than you do, it's an opportunity for you to learn and take your mindset next level. And that's exactly what happened for me. So it challenged me to step up, you know, step up these goals that I was hoping to achieve, these dreams that I had. It was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, I got to ask. And when I ask, then guess what? They're going to expect me to produce results. Otherwise they're going to be like, I'm not wasting my time on her anymore. So, um, (laughs) When I started my course, there's a woman that I sat down with. She's actually the number one course creator on Teachable. Her name is Terry Ijama. She's incredible. And I asked her, I was like, hey, can I have lunch with you? And she sat down, had lunch with me. And she was, I'm like, how do I even get started with creating an online course? She gave me a roadmap to follow. And she said, follow these steps and then come and see me after you've done this. And that right there, it was so, it was difficult because I just couldn't wrap my head around doing these things. And she's like, you got this girl, you got it. And now just to see where I am today, it's so, it's just mind boggling, but it helped how I challenge myself and and how I get myself to do things that I'm uncomfortable with is having accountability partners and also surrounding myself with people who push me to do more and who challenge me to do more. So 
I'm that type of person. I don't want to be the smartest person in my circle because mm-hmm. if I am the smartest per- person in my circle, it means that we ain't going up. And I'm like, in life, I am trying to go up and up and become my highest self. So yes. <laughs> girl, yes, that is what has helped me. That's what really helps me to get uncomfortable. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's super intimidating, but it's also, I feel like so inspiring, you know, like when you get around these people that are making, you know, three times the amount that your like goal is, and you're like, oh my God, like, wow. But then also like, they're doing it. Why can't I do it? You know, like, that's what I always take away from it. Like, I love meeting people that are so much further than me. And those people are always like the ones that are willing to help out too. Like answer any questions, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is awesome. Um, is your course hosted on teachable? It is hosted on Teachable and yes. And then I just saw they sent out an email earlier today. I'm not sure. Are you on Teachable as well? I am. Yes. I have um, a few courses on Teachable as well. And I love it. Like it's so easy to navigate and like my students love it. Like it's been awesome. Yes. It's great. They actually just shot out like a partnership email today. And I was like, Ooh, I might want to get on board with that for their affiliate program. I think that's going to be real good. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Another opportunity. Yep. Girl, I'm all about opportunities. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Well, we're to your favorites. I can't wait to hear these answers too. This is one of my favorite parts because it's just a little bit more like, you know, behind the scenes. Um, What's your favorite book? Oh gosh. Okay. So I have a few, but I'll say this one, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And the reason why I love that book, I'm always the person that is like going against what's so popular. Like I'm sure everyone has read Think and Grow Rich, but I mm-hmm. love outwitting the devil because this is where you really get into his mind and the conversations that he was having with his negative mindset, which he calls the devil. And he's like having these conversations with the devil and the devil is telling him like, look, you cannot do this. But he's also having this conversation with God where God is like leading him to like manifesting all of these miracles that happen in his life. And it's like, you have to be able, and this happens to all of us, but he teaches you in that book, like how to navigate through um, and or how to basically navigate um, these conversations that can be real raw and, and hard and difficult with the enemy and how we can battle him um, and outwit him in everything. And I think that's the best part to me about that, that book, because I, a lot of us, we have doubts, we have fears, and we don't know sometimes how to deal with it. But this book teaches you how to do just that. And my other favorite book would be Profit First. Um, I think every entrepreneur should read that book. So that way you can start paying yourself um, in your business and also setting yourself up to have a profitable company. Yeah, those are my two books. Yeah, I love I love Profit First. I got that a few quite a few years ago. Um, And I've that's the second time outwitting the devil has been recommended on the podcast. And I love Napoleon Hill. I've definitely read thinking grow rich. And then also his other success through a positive mindset. But I, that sounds so, like the one you, like how you just described it. Like, I'm just like, okay, Amazon buy now. Like I, I feel like I need Girl, that in my life. <laughs> you will be reading, like, it's a page turner. Like you'll keep turning the pages and just be like, man, it was so well written just to see like, 
was he really talking to the devil like this? Right. And I, I'm sure he, I'm sure he was like, cause I, girl, I'm a strong believer in these spirit, spiritual principalities. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that sometimes like the enemy is right there staring us in the face and we entertain it, but it's like, he entertained it, but he was so witty with it to, that he was like, I'm so sure of what my God is telling me that there is nothing that you can say to me right now that is going to stop me from reaching my destiny and my success in life. So um, get the book. You will be encouraged and it'll blow your mind just to see how some of those conversations went down. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yay. Um, yay. um what's your favorite drink? Ooh, alcoholic beverage or non-alcoholic beverage? Uh, anything. It could, yeah, anything you're thinking. <laughs> All right. So ginger beer would be my favorite non-alcoholic mm. beverage. I order that anytime I go out and I just, and it also helps relieve headaches. And I like natural ginger beer. I don't like that commercialized ginger beer. So, mm. um, and then if I had to pick a favorite alcoholic beverage, now I know some people are not fans of Stella Rosa wines, but I do like sweet wines and Stella Rosa <laughs> is one of my favorites. Okay. It really is. I love sipping on it. And I mean, I could just drink a whole bottle, maybe even two to myself and be good. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had those wines. I'm not really a sweet wine drinker. I'm definitely like a dry red. So yeah. I, I'll have to try it because I mean, I do like that in like hot weather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I like those sweet drinks. Um, mm. yeah, I'm not really like a hard liquor person, but oh, I do whip up a really nice sip on that on my- Oh, um, I can't, are you still there? Oh, it's, it's kind of going in and out for some reason. Uh Oh, uh Oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I was saying I I whip up a really nice uh, mommy drink. It's a nice little mommy beverage and it has, um, what else do I put in it? Oh, pineapple juice. Um, Oh God, pineapple juice and uh, three olives vodka, the strawberry one. And then, God, there's something else. It's like this little sparkling ice drink oh that's what it is it's a sparkling ice drink and grill put some ice in it or mm. you know make throat freeze it it is delicious it'll have you on a high all day long girl yeah that sounds amazing and just so refreshing um I'm gonna have to try that I just took notes on that too um <laughs> <laughs> to all, all of my southern guests are you know it's like all the sweet drinks and sweet tea and funny and then like my northern or like international ones are usually like coffee or water <laughs> I definitely seen a trend over the last year and a half. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, awesome. What's your favorite thing to do to relax? Ooh, I love doing reflexology. Um, yes. So I love massages and I treat myself all the time. So I'm getting a reflexology massage at least two to three times per month. That's my thing. That is my thing. That sounds amazing. Yes. My goal, one of my goals coming up is to like every Friday or maybe every other Friday go and get a massage and like, you know, just have like a pretty easy morning of like stuff and then like end it early with a massage. Like that's my goal. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, girl. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Ooh. Okay. So right now I feel like every season there's something different to watch. So Right now, I've been into the show on HBO, uh, HBO Max called, Ma- um, it's with Kate Winslet. I love her. 
Oh, isn't she amazing? I'm not sure if you watch. It's something Mar of East, Mayor of East Town. Yes, mm-hmm. that show is so good, girl. You got to watch it. It's great. I haven't even heard of it. Girl, go watch it. It's so good. It's so 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 good. Awesome. Okay, I have so many notes from this podcast. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to go? Ooh, so I'm a beach girl. Um, I love being on the water. I love the sand. And so uh, my husband and I, we just recently took a trip to Cabo and absolutely loved it. But I mean, anywhere where there's a good beach, I love it. Now, if you ask me, would I ever live anywhere um, anywhere else outside of Texas? It wouldn't be in the U.S. We would probably live somewhere in Africa. And I think Ghana would be our place. And I'm trying to convince my husband for us to move there. So... (laughs) That would be amazing. Uh, my parents had a good friend um, that lived there and they would go and visit him. And uh, my mom just raved about like the culture and the people and the fresh food. Like she just loved it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I have a girlfriend that just moved to the Gambia and I was just talking to her today and she's like, girl, move here. You guys come and visit. You're welcome to stay. She's like, it's been the best thing ever. The cost of living is not as high. There's not as much stress. She was like, you need to get here before everyone else gets on, gets the hang of it. That like Africa is the place to be. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to follow your journeys and see if you end up over there soon. Hope so girl. I really do hope so. Hopefully that'll be the plan within the next three years. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So where can everybody find you to find all of, you know, the awesome tips and follow your journey and just connect with you more like your website, social media, all that. Yes, yes, yes. So if you want to connect with me more, please just follow me on Instagram at Jessica Chinyelu, or you can always visit my website, www.thesponsorshiplady.com. And for all of you who are listening in, what I really want to do for you is give you lots of training and insight. I have a two hour training that you can get access to. It's free, F-R-E-E, and you can go to www.thesponsorshiplady.com forward slash training, and that's going to give you access to the training, and you'll get to watch it. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM. I send voice notes all the time, and I can answer any questions that you may have about that training, but you're going to love it, and it's going to give you so much incredible insight about landing the partnerships of your dreams. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Like, thank you for offering that training. That's going to be phenomenal. Yes, you're welcome. No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation and I've already finished my glass of bubbly. So <laughs> me too. This, Actually, I had this a can. <laughs> yeah, oh. this has been so much fun. I, I was so looking forward to it. I knew it was going to be amazing. Um, and it just, it was more than I even expected. So thank you. I know you're so busy. Um, and so just thank you for joining me and taking the time today. Yes, no problem. Thank you again, Nicole. You take care, girl. And thank you guys for listening. Yeah, yeah. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Hey, guys. Want to keep the conversation going? I'd love to have you join me in my free group, the Bubbles and Biz community over on Facebook. We have a weekly accountability meeting, a monthly happy hour, a monthly book club, and also a monthly guest speaker, all for free. Um, I'd love to have you over there. It's a great community of supportive entrepreneurs. So join us. Facebook.com backslash groups backslash bubbles and biz.
See you there. Cheers.